welcome to the Crapitalism Podcast. I'm Jerry, and I'm here with Nate, and we're the founders of Minimally Useful Industries. We're titans of industry, wicked smart technologists, and enthusiastic pessimists that there's a shitload of businesses out there who are first and foremost purveyors of bullshit and tomfuckery. That's why we're here today to discuss bad business. Yes, think think of this podcast as the exact opposite of like a Tim Ferriss or like Tony Robbins podcast, where... You know, they talk about the rise and grind and we're more like the sit back on a couch and make fun of everybody type of that's our mood. Um, so as a way to introduce ourselves, you know, who who are these people that are making fun of all these shitty businesses? Our our marketing and branding folks said that it was important to be genuine on this podcast, allow ourselves to be vulnerable. So in the spirit of that, I've drafted a question for both of us to answer. That question is, would you rather die by autoerotic asphyxiation dressed as Mickey Mouse or electrocution from a well-worn and poorly constructed fleshlight dressed as Sailor Moon? And this is knowing your body would be, would be found. Wait, so is the fleshlight dressed as Sailor Moon or am I dressed as Sailor Moon? Yes, both. Both. So, <laughs> so Sailor, like, the, it's a handmade fleshlight. So, and you've, you've put like a, the little Japanese schoolgirl dress on it and maybe, maybe like the Sailor Moon symbol. I'm not sure if that makes that one better or worse. Cause I mean, it sounds like there's some craftsmanship involved there that would really look good on me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go with that one. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Mickey Mouse is, is pretty controversial at this point. I mean, who who wants to be associated with Disneyland? That yeah, way? I wonder if Disney could sue you for that. Like, you know, if it's sue my family. Yeah, sue your estate because you were dressed as Mickey Mouse, and you know, like if the news news show is like man found dressed as Mickey Mouse, yeah. popular children's you know, that icon. Day, you know, on that day, Disney stock went up tenfold. <laughs> yeah. But that would be an interesting way to be found, you know, either either of those, I suppose. But I mean, at least the Sailor Moon would reflect back well on. Yeah, I was I was and, actually a little bit inspired by um, and I'm, I'm going to actually look this up as I talk about it. Uh, do you do you know who David Carradine is? Yes, I, I have heard of him and his untimely death involving a belt. Yes. Okay. Yeah. His his uh, accidental or his cause of death, accidental autoerotic asphyxiation. I th- you know what? And th- I think that that's like that's where I'm at. You know, I don't mind the whole being dressed as Mickey Mouse, but I I think you know it's like the fleshlight is just kind of like your standard fare, but autoerotic asphyxiation, I bet, is kind of like there's a real like high that you get right before you die. <laughs> yes it's the mouse part that kind of makes it a little un- yeah unsettling yeah you know I mean, and, disney is mostly associated with children and you're kind of throwing yourself into that that's true but i mean maybe it makes your body a little more approachable as you're discovered just like you know a limp mickey mouse just dangling in your closet <laughs> that is <laughs> going to haunt my dreams i paint quite a vivid picture yeah well speaking of dying uh, that brings us on to the topic of today's podcast, and that is COVID and the way that businesses are taking advantage of it. Mm, yes. Now, as we're all well, well aware of, there have been 270 plus thousand deaths. It's 
an ever-increasing number and seems to be growing daily I think uh, by larger and larger margins. I think the really weird thing for at least like the American death count now is how um, how now we're it seems like people are almost quantifying it in units of 911s. Yes, so, that's even more disturbing. So it's like today today was 1.2 911s. Yeah, and with this ever increasing death toll, you would think that businesses would be struggling and this would be a tough time for everyone. But as we've seen, some businesses have seemed to have uh, taken advantage of this and if you... and in ways that we wouldn't have expected and kind of terrifies me as an individual i think it's interesting too if you look at the commercials for these like the it's, we're all in this together and and you know the, the those types of commercials like if you made a drinking game out of it where it's like if you did in these trying times we're all in this together we move forward together this is who we are type of thing um I think you die of alcohol poisoning in like three hours if you were just like watching a football game or something. Yeah, but where does Mickey Mouse fit into it? <laughs> yeah, I, I really appreciate the disclaimers at the bottom. Where it was like, this was done, this was filmed in a safe setting with actors that were tested for this. And if I feel like if you have to throw a disclaimer like that on your commercial, you're probably doing something wrong. You probably shouldn't have made it in the first place. Yeah, have you have you seen the Chick Fil A one where they um, they talk about the dog that goes and fetches food? No, I have not. Oh, yeah. They were like, they're so proud. They're like, yeah, and this dog just like walked up to me and I gave him the order and he like walked back to his family. And I think the strangest thing out of all that is like, if a dog walks up to you and your first instinct as a Chick-fil-A employee is to hand a dog you don't know, just a bag full of Chick-fil-A, I I think maybe you're in the wrong business. But. I think maybe I need to go try something. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, dressed up as as uh, Pluto from <laughs> from Disney. Uh, yeah, no, that took a dark turn. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I mean, the, just all, it's all over the news in a way where they're like, oh, so and so took advantage of these PPP loans, these what are payment protection something, plan. payment protection plan, and these are basically like no interest loans, right? Some of them are even grants, I think. Yeah, so they are they are highly geared towards making sure that you're paying your employees. And the entire goal was to prevent layoffs and to make sure that companies could afford somewhat to continue paying these people. And the loans are structured in a way that if you use them to fund your employees, then they're essentially forgiven. So the government handed out a ton of money. And the original stated intent by the officials was to use these this PPP loan to help struggling small businesses. And how has that fared, would you say? Um, well, n- not awesome. I, I actually just looked up the, <laughs> the unemployment rate just like on, on a chart here. And it, it, was, it was actually trending like slightly downward. And uh, even for like seasonal adjustments, so you know, is that like four, five percent, and then trending down, trending down, trending down, and then there's just this massive jump to fourteen point something percent, and it's it's actually trending back downward, but uh, it's it's still at like six six point something percent. If I had to shake a guess at it, the the chart labels aren't perfect, but. Uh, but yeah, this is from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So I'd assume it's at least somewhat reliable. 
Yeah. And so one brand that really stuck out to me that I saw, and, and you actually pointed this out to me before, was Kanye West's Yeezy brand received $2 million to $5 million because apparently the loan amount isn't listed specifically. And now this has given Kanye West recently saying that this brand, what, whatever it may be, it seems to be tied to Adidas and Nike and makes of really weird looking Crocs. Um, is worth $3 billion by itself. Now, when I went to go look up how many people worked for his company, uh, I couldn't find anything out about the Yeezy name specifically, and that leads me to believe that he's... It's just him. (laughs) It's just him, and he is... He's basically just farming out work to other people by slapping his name on it. And and that led me to another question of... Why didn't I file for two to five million dollars in PPP loans to pay myself for my sweet brand? See, I think, I think the interesting thing is that once once you're of a like certain level of wealth, the difference between you as a person and you as a business is like obscured in a way, and and, and I don't know. It's I think it's kind of strange to me because I'm not at that level. Even like remotely close, but it, it just even like if you think about like if you're wealthy enough to have staff on, you know, just for you as a person, you're basically a business that, to pay that staff. And so I th- I feel like that's kind of what's going on here in in some cases where it's like, oh, some billionaire got $10 million in PPP loans because, you know, they needed to pay their gardener and their (laughs) chef. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious that they're supporting the economy right there. I mean, in what way can't you argue that giving Kanye West $5 million to pay his gardener isn't helpful to everyone? Yeah. I mean, have you seen his house? (laughs) I I haven't, but I just, I, you know, I, I know it seems super super strange but i i really don't have my finger on the pulse of uh kanye west or the kardashians surprisingly well let me ask this question then so let's say you are kanye yeezy west and you just got five million dollars in ppp loans to support your brand of potentially one one person being you what do you do is this is this pre me running for president or is this post me running for president Let's say it's at the height of your campaign, that four-day window where it was happening. Um. Oh man. Well, I I think I'd actually like put on a show. I think yeah. I th- I think I'd put on a show, like you know, spend my money to like make more money, and then donate that money to my own political campaign, or maybe even just say the show is free with a nine hundred dollar donation to my political campaign. I think that's Man. what I would do. You really have a future in politics. The shit lordery there <laughs> level there is incredible. Yeah, and I know people would pay it because <laughs> people pay for his stupid shoes. See, now what you could really do to kick this up a notch would be to have that donation be to a charity. Oh, yeah. And that charity funds your political campaign. Yeah, no, that'd be... That way it's a write-off. Yeah, no, that'd be good. And and um, I think really t- to just like icing on the cake, call it Fire Festival. <laughs> that's fantastic it's gonna yeah, be a hit i'll look out I can for tell. that 
So, so another one that stood out was, and I don't know how this happened, but it ended up being a ton of fashion things with the Yeezy brand and then Oscar de la Renta and Vera Wang and a, a suit maker named Hickey Freeman, which I assume I just don't have enough money to even know that name, <laughs> all got loans in the same two to $5 million range. And then another one, which blew my mind was Untuck It. So that brand that sells shirts that have an incredible hook of just you wear them on the outside which of your is pants. like every other shirt yeah i mean it's t-shirts that don't have buttons essentially or t-shirts with buttons or regular shirts that you would already buy now that you don't tuck in because that wasn't a new concept they got a ppp loan of five to ten million dollars now i looked it up and they only have 700 employees huh yeah so that's really I I see in your notes here, too, it says, well, I think the most mind boggling uh, fact of what you've written down is they have 85 locations. What? I imagine it's a bodega. There's probably a guy on the side of the street just sitting there with T-shirts on a rack. (laughs) Just (laughs) the guy. Hawking them to anyone. Those guys with those like airbrush T-shirts that they sell at like, (laughs) like outdoor festivals. Yeah, I mean, this oh, is where you're going to buy your Untuck. Yeezy. Bob yeah, Marley Kanye shirt. West could partner with Untuck It, and maybe they could make oh. like Untuck It Yeezy shirts, and they could sell the airbrush, uh, I, for lack of a better character, Mickey Mouse shirts. Or t- uh, Tweety Bird also <laughs> seems pretty popular. Yeah, they could, they could sell those there, and it could just be like an Untuck It Yeezy collaboration. Yeah, I wouldn't buy that, but that, yeah, I could see that and doing maybe, well. I could I could see Kanye West like in the boardroom of Untuck It, which I imagine is just someone's garage. He's like, yeah. And the big hook of it is these are Untuck It shirts that you tuck in. <laughs> yes, I could see that. And and that CEO of Untuck It would just mind blown. Like he'd be all over that, and he'd be rocking his Tweety Bird tucked in shirt the next day. I could imagine that. It's kind of depressing, but I could see that happening. And all of a sudden, they're worth like two billion dollars. Yeah, I th- I think uh, like to, as as we like go through this too, what's what's really fascinating is how much the government believes that businesses need to like pay their people, and how much they believed that everyone could just make make do with twelve hundred dollars for when when yeah. was that? Was that April? April. Yeah, there's a bit of disconnect so eight, there. So eight months. Which we started with fashion. We'll move into the next one, which is this this hotel company it's called the Greenbrier mm. Hotel, which I found absolutely fascinating because it's a luxury resort in West Virginia of all places, which is not where I would typically imagine going. To yeah, I think I think if there's one state, I mean, it might just be because you know we're in Ohio, but if there's one state that I shit on more than any other state it's west virginia because i mean my my people are from there so it's i i i can speak from the honest that honest part of my heart where it smells bad it looks bad if and if if by any chance you're from west virginia and or if, if you're a listener and you're from west virginia and there's some part of West Virginia that doesn't smell like burning asshole hairs or look like a bad guy from like the Captain Planet series has built like his his like evil lair there. 
please do do reach out because I'm you know I'd love to change my mind about it. John Denver had some very good things to say, but you know even then he throws like some slights in there where he he calls uh, he calls her a stranger to blue water, and you know that's because it's it's copper. It's it's like brown and copper colored because yeah. So um so building a luxury resort there is just it seems counterintuitive to me. Yeah, my first thought when I read that was imagining someone from California or New York, their posh mansion, talking to their their buddies over a rousing game <laughs> of polo about how they're pumped for their next vacation to the Greenbrier Hotel in West Virginia. And I it, I just what struggle if, what with if they're that. like, oh, it's like the but, Napa Valley of the East. <laughs> it's Napa yeah. Valley of Appalachia. You brought up the Captain Planet evil villain. And I think that's where this moves into is that that Greenbrier Hotel is owned by West Virginia's oh. governor, Jim Justice, who has a net worth of around $1.2 billion. And, and West, by God, Virginia's governor received a PPP loan of 5 to $10 million. Huh. Uh, so, and, oh my God. And his sporting club, whatever that's, that's, that is, Received an additional one to two million dollars. I know. I know. There's nothing in the term the Greenbrier Sporting Club that is explicitly racist. But if you were to say, "Hey Nate, do you do you want to go with me to the Greenbrier Sporting Club?" I'd be like, "Does formal attire include wearing a white hood?" It just it sounds racist for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading too far into it. And maybe it's just that tinge of West Virginia still hanging on like a dirty stank, but yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what that means, sporting club. So I'm afraid to look it up because I don't want that to ruin my my views of West Virginia. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna look it up in wonders. an incognito tab. <laughs> and so the first thing that brought this that really struck me is that he is the governor of the state receiving <laughs> federal funding for his business. Mm, is that a conflict so of interest? The levels of no <laughs> and on so many levels. I mean, one is that he's receiving federal funding for his private business. Two is that he is the he is in a high political position in the state receiving yeah. business for his or receiving for his private business. And three is that he is able to maintain this private business as governor of the state. Like the co- level of conflict of interest doesn't just start with the PPP loans. It's just, that would be like if governor DeWine, who for our listeners is the governor of Ohio. Um, if he's like, all right, we're going to get these COVID vaccinations and we're just going to do like a spin the wheel style lottery. Let me just spin this wheel. What? Oh my God. Totally random. It landed on the offices of governor Mike DeWine. Oh my God. Crazy! You guys all saw it, and his two yeah. billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. So that one struck me, and then even crazier than that, private jet oh company. So aviation got a got a, a ton of money, fifty billion dollars as part of the CARES Act, which was the federal government side of the PPP loans. <laughs> they managed to pull it. Clay Lacey Aviation managed to pull in twenty-seven million dollars in the CARES Act. And then somehow pulled in five to ten million dollars in PPP funds on top of that. So now I'm no political guru, but I would think that when you're funding them with one bucket of money, you don't fund them with the other bucket of money meant for not the big companies. Yeah. But, hmm. Well, and it's like who? Because 
like if you think about like the path of money, it would seem like, you know, you kind of have this like power per dollar spent where it's like you give a dollar to United Way. They can stretch that dollar super far in terms of like the services that it provides to like the whole community. And then that that essentially, for lack of a better term, trickle up economics, where it's like as you reinforce the basement of a community, the foundation, you know, the, the people who are struggling the most, your community improves. And if you think where all these dollars are getting spent, it's like, you know, we've covered high fashion, private jet companies, all these like the, the Greenbrier Sporting Club or whatever. And I'm sure it's definitely not racist, but I think you're implying a certain level of life. Yeah, it's it's it seems like it seems like there is this very specific demographic of who seems to be profiting, for lack of a better term, from this. I'm going to change your mind with this next one. Tom Brady's company. Who's who's Tom Brady? Received more. Is he high fashion guy? Uh, Yeah, he's he's a fashion mogul. He's actually he's actually the governor of New England. Not anymore. Received more than nine hundred and sixty. He's the governor of Tampa Bay now, with his assistant governor Ron Gronkowski. (laughs) Yeah, and so here is Tom Brady, TB twelve, the nine hundred time Super Bowl champ, taking out PP (laughs) PPP loans for his company that he just started and does something. TB twelve sounds like a trial tuberculosis vaccine. (laughs) It it sounds like a disease. Like, oh no, I, I yeah. got the TB12. It's, it's not yeah, it's, a, it's like slightly, Outlook. you know, it's like, yeah, gonorrhea and chlamydia are bad, but I think those are curable. But that TB12, that shit never goes away. <laughs> no, that's with you for life. And an even more depressing note Scientology oh, received $350,000 for its sites in New York, Florida, and Washington, D.C. So I'm really curious to know how much Scientology and this DC location, how much they marry up with Congress. Mm. I mean, do we have some closet Scientologists sitting there in the House of Representatives, or uh, well, how does how does that? how do you think Scientology swings a bat? You know, like how do they compel people to? I guess I the way I envision it in my head is that you know you're a senator. And you're on this like really important committee and you're like voting on something and you get a knock on your door and oh my God, it's Tom Cruise and John Travolta. And they sit you down and they go, you know, Tom Cruise is like, look, I'll never make another Mission Impossible again unless you give Scientology money. And you go, oh, wow, I really love the Mission Impossible series. Like the fact that it's the exact same thing rebranded over and over and over again is just really up my in in my lane but then you know you you kind of falter a little bit and then john travolta goes and if you don't i will make another grease (laughs) and three it's coming wait there's a grease too oh oh, i think so I'm not going to look I'm, I'm still in incognito so that, mode. That's on you. Oh my God, there is a grease too. Is he in it? No, who's in it? Uh, oh, it's Michelle Michelle uh, Pfeiffer's in it. Huh. Yeah, but the moral of the story is, yes, there does seem to be some kind of target demographic there. And when you go go back and look at 
who got these loans, you start to wonder, does this really help anyone? Or did we just hand out a ton of money to giant companies and famous people who already yeah. had tons of money to and, be able to help out and I, people I will, I will pose with a question money. that will hopefully transition us kind of into our second half of this is, you know, I said before, like you give all this money to like United Way, Doctors Without Borders, and, you know, their concept is, is that they fortify the lower levels, if you will, of society with the hopes that it will trickle upwards. Now, one would think that we're giving money to titans of industry, like West Virginia Governor Jim Justice, worth $1.2 billion, which I'm sure he earned all by himself. Kanye West, self-made fashion mogul, which I'm, I'm actually not knocking him on that. I mean, I... I assume, you know, Kanye Kanye West has been through a lot of shit. I mean, he is totally insane, but he's really hit the peak of of how high an insane person can go. I don't know who Oscar De La Renta is. is Uh, I I assume he's a boxer based on his name. And then also, thanks, Daniel. Sorry, Daniel popped in to tell me Oscar De La Renta is a popular designer, which I heard he went 10 rounds with Floyd Mayweather. (laughs) Anyway... Oh, I thought you were going to say with yeah, but Ralph we're Lorraine. so we're giving all of these to what I assume are titans of industry, and maybe just maybe, you know, these people will will use this money to really like invest it in the people of their of their company, and you know, give raises to people who deserve it, and they maybe they'll even forego their own raises, but you know, because they all these commercials say, well, we're all in this together and blah, blah, blah. So I have to assume, and then this is me being like super facetious right now, but I have to assume that these Titans of industry would not possibly take advantage of this for their own game. And what an excellent hook that was for our next episode, Nate, where we'll talk about more of the insane things that businesses did while quote, being hit hard by the pandemic, unquote. The Crapitalism Podcast was brought to you by the ramblings of two crazy people at Minimally Useful Industries. If you hate yourself and would like to learn more, while maybe having a bit of a laugh, we invite you to check out our website at minimallyuseful.com. If you'd like to check out more from the careers of our incredible music, check out heftone.com or search for Heftone Banjo Orchestra. A link to their website is in our description. Until next time, love Minimally Useful Industries. (laughs) 